you start the recording. This time I did it. Yeah, because I'm too lazy to move. How would I do? Um, well, uh, it seems to be working, so great job. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I was fishing for a good job there. Thank you. Yeah, you caught it with a pole. Terrific. Hello, friends. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Fake Headlines Podcast, episode number 17. Yeah. Wow. Here we are. 17. We've done 17 of these already. Yeah. How did that happen? Time. Wow, time. Crazy news articles. There's n- there's a plethora of crazy news articles. It's never ending. 17 weeks worth so far. Yeah. But we're having fun. We are having a blast. And we hope you are, too. Yeah, absolutely. 17 weeks in. We had a pretty good weekend this year. This year? <laughs> Pretty good weekend this weekend. It's it's about time this year that we enjoyed ourselves a good weekend. I guess what I'm trying to say is this has been the best weekend of the year. Yes. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, our honeymoon was pretty cool, too. That was dope. That was a good But weekend. that was also last year. But uh, this weekend, we went down to Jamestown, New York, to the National Comedy Center. Yeah. That's not uh, super far from where we are. It's about an hour and a half. And... Uh, it was amazing. It was spectacular. Mm-hmm. It was an absolute joy to be there. Yeah. It uh, it was such a, a unique museum experience. Um, I think most of the time whenever I've been to a museum, it's always been um, involving artwork that's been around for hundreds of years mm-hmm. sometimes. And um, this was the most high-tech museum I've ever seen. Yeah, me too. And uh, it was it was very interesting. Usually, the most high tech part of a museum is when you can use the ability to put headphones on and like listen to some narration of what you're looking at. Yeah, absolutely. But this was like giant touch screens everywhere, and you're swiping and touch and clicking, and there's like clips playing, and you have a badge on your arm that you you have to touch, and you you create a profile when you first go in, so that it, um, you know, you take your picture, or you can use a a little avatar avatar picture um and then you go through a list of things that you find funny or people that you find funny and uh it creates a little profile for you so then when you're going through and certain places that you check in um it takes your information along with anyone else who's in the museum and their information and gathers it and tries to find a happy medium so that everyone who might be enjoying that part of the museum um can have a little part yeah, like that makes it, sense to them. Yeah, like the part where we watched uh, stand-up comedy, like everybody, you chose a bunch of stand-up comics as you walked in. Mm-hmm. So then when you're in the uh, f- nightclub thing doing, um, you know, watching stand-up clips, you know, if, uh, because we chose Patton Oswalt and people like that, then that becomes the choices that are available on the screen. So everybody kind of gets to vote on who they want to see. And then it becomes more personalized, like in the late-night TV section, um, I chose Conan up front because I was a big Conan fan. And uh, so when we were watching late night shows, it would kind of uh, push the Conan clips to the front forefront for me to pick to watch. So it was really cool how, how it kind of customized everything and uh, lots of touch screens everywhere. You could like giant tables that are interactive touch tablets where you can swipe and look through scripts of television shows and watch the cl- watch the pr- actual production and then side by side have the scripts. So you can kind of follow along and see how the words become what we saw on television it was really really cool yeah and and even on that part it uh uh it wasn't just a tv scro- show script it had um literature as part of that as part of that tabletop it was basically a table tabletop 
with a touch screen built into it. So you right. were able to control what was going on and look through these different scripts or literature. Right, like um, Mark Twain. Yeah. Mark Twain's stuff there. Yeah. So cool. It's, it's awesome. It's so awesome. Um, there was a section that um, had little... There were like 3D printed props, so they were very colorful. Like there was one, like the two that I picked up were like the slippery banana, you know, that's classic. And um, also the squirting flower. (laughs) So you pick up these um, props and then you put them... It almost feels like a, a air hockey table, mm-hmm. and you put them on there, and a little screen will pop up, and more than one person can use this yeah. table at the time, and you put your prop on there in the corner where it tells you to, and uh, it gives you a little information, and you twist it, and it uh, gives you like a little rotation of different topics like that you can, le- yeah, yeah, exactly, and learn about, and um, so cool. It was like the most. It was the most high tech thing I'd ever used and the fact that it was uh, to look through comedy stuff was like even cooler you yeah know I mean? there was a a room uh, we didn't we didn't s- well we saw that it was there but we were just so excited to see so many other things and we're gonna go back um but there was a, a theater that has hologram performances so while we were there yesterday it um had jim gaffigan performing mm-hmm. a hologram of jim gaffigan that's yeah, so cool and, and it, weird yeah it's uh performers from uh, alive and dead which yeah. is cool tupac's there next weekend hologram. yeah it's amazing cool. yeah. yeah very yeah. funny mm-hmm. underrated for sure and then there was um there was another section it wasn't just stand-up comedy either it involved sketch comedy and the history of late night and um there was also a section uh for comic strips yeah yeah. Uh, which I thought was really cool mm-hmm. and uh, taught you how to... Uh, you got to draw one of the Peanut characters. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. Nice. Like, yeah, just so many cool interactive things. The whole mm-hmm. section on the on the internet and like dot comedy. Uh, there was uh, the uh, original set from the Larry Sanders show was there. And I'm a huge Gary Shanley fan. He's been my favorite since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So being able to be like a foot away from that set was amazing to me. Um, there was stuff from Saturday Night Live, lots of props all throughout the museum. There, there was stuff from the office, Parks and Rec. There was SNL memorabilia. There were scripts. What was the um, wall piece from the show that Lily Tomlin was in? Oh, Laugh-In. Laugh-In, yeah. yeah. A giant piece of set from Laugh-In was there in the sketch comedy section. Uh, there was p- interactive things where you could like film, like be kind of inserted into classic scenes from TV shows. But we didn't get a chance to see all that stuff because we just kind of ran out of time. But we'll, we live nearby, so we'll be going back mm-hmm. again. But I can't recommend going there enough. If you're a fan of comedy in any way, you absolutely have to check this place out. It yeah. is so unbelievably cool. And they also have a podcast lounge. Yeah, that was pretty rad, too. We didn't uh, just like up the street. There was a the Com- National Comedy Center has purchased a space where it is a podcast lounge. So for anybody that... Is there visiting the the center? Uh, any comedians that are coming through, you know, they can do a show there. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, really cool. And it's right next to the Lucy Desi Museum, um, which uh, that's the reason why they chose Jamestown is because it, it's Lucille Ball's hometown. And so uh, 
the Lucy Desi Museum was already there and there's um I had actually never been into that. I'd gone to the Lucy Fest before, but I uh, had never gone into the museums that are there for Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz and even that was really really cool. Obviously not as high tech, but mm-hmm. still like really Yeah, just pieces. Really fun to see. Yeah, Absolutely. Just so cool like uh, you know p- costumes and stuff like that from the show. It was really fascinating. Yeah. Um one thing we we didn't the first thing you you see when you walk into the National Comedy Center is the is an archive of George Carlin's work, which is fascinating. His mm-hmm. daughter has donated uh, twenty five thousand files to the National Comedy Center. So there is a um, you can just you actually see the papers that he wrote his ideas down on. There's boxes of files. There's a digital thing you can swipe through and look at notes on different topics of jokes. It's it's overwhelming. Like I got the chills when I walked in there. It was just overwhelmingly awesome. Yeah, and they. I mean, there was. Uh, uh, an area for Joan Rivers. They had uh, an area, 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 area. Yeah, Joan Rivers areolas. <laughs> yeah, they had those there. Very impressive. <laughs> Museum quality. <laughs> <laughs> Zero work done on those. Um, <laughs> there, uh, there was a, a one area for Harold Ramis. There was, uh, um, I, they had his Ghostbusters uniform there. And uh, also Rodney Dangerfield, uh, apparently he had a duffel bag that he would yeah. carry around with him. And it was just basically like all these pieces of paper with jokes on them. And then like, you know, a pair of socks. Like oh, That's what so, he would put in that <laughs> monogram bag. It was so great. Just seeing like his, um, he had all of his like sets written out for like this night show. And it was like this mm-hmm. crazy maze of words. It was just, it looked like the scribblings of a maniac. But yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was yeah. just like, holy cow. This guy was on another level. Uh-huh. Um, and even like George, Car- going back to the George Carlin archives, he has a whole folder of Tonight Show sets that he did. Um, like It was like pre-1986 and post-1988, something like that. But it was just like all the things he wanted to talk about during the, when he sat down with Johnny to talk and all the stuff for his stand-up that he did. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh my God, like mm-hmm. how am I able to see this? This is so unbelievably cool. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Just amazing stuff. They, they've done such a great job there. It's just fa- fabulous. And they, I mean, they, they had comedy, um, you know, from, uh, you know, more of the classics all the way to more modern times. So they had a wall that had uh, featured tweets or Instagram pictures in a section that talked about memes and the rise of those and uh, like you create your own meme um, right there's a thing of uh, political comedy yeah and different, just like everything was touched upon it was just amazing and I can only imagine the the other stuff that they're going to be doing there in the future yeah. this yeah. is the first weekend it's been open yeah absolutely it's just fantastic and like I said we didn't even get to see everything like we we browse through there's a place where you can do comedy karaoke so um it again based on your comedy profile like you'll swipe your little wristband and it'll pull up comics that you may like and then you can choose a set that you may may want to do so you go up on stage and you read uh the lines for the the jokes (laughs) and the punchline that's so funny in in this room so you get to kind of perform and and see um, how fun it is, but also how difficult it is to, yeah. to do stand up. And we had a, we had a good time there in that particular comedy karaoke thing. We, we ran into our friend, Steve Rogers, who's a stand up comic out of New York city. Currently he's on the road all the time opening for Brian Regan and lots of other people. 
just a, a fantastic guy, really super nice, super funny. But mm-hmm. we got to see Steve do Stephen Wright's material, <laughs> and <it> was <laughs> which really, was very funny because it's not at all like his own. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> yeah, check out Steve Rogers, not Steve Rogers on uh, Instagram. He's a, or on uh, Twitter, maybe Instagram too. He's super funny. Very funny. Yeah. And we just uh, serendipis- serendipitously ran into him. Yes. So it was really cool to see him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then there's the uh, adults only blue room. Oh, right. Yeah. With the and just kinda seven words. Yeah. Kind of chronicle. There's, there's this awesome art piece with the seven words, George Carlin, seven words, and just um, all kinds of stuff, like just chronicling the history of sort of off-color humor and like party records and the history of taboo history that's of, one uh, section uh, of it and it's, it's amazing awesome it's so cool yeah and you could watch you could there's a whole section on roasts so you could watch like classic roasts from like the friars club from like the mm-hmm. dean martin era mm-hmm. and also like comedy central roasts from modern time you could just swipe through and watch different clips yeah. kind of learn about the history of it oh my god it was just I, we we can't wait to go back yeah. there's still it's so awesome it's so awesome and, and we we spent we got there probably around like 9.30 in the morning, and I think we left maybe around 1.30, and we still hadn't seen everything. Oh, we were there longer than that, Was I think. it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe so. it was like closer to 2. Well, we by 30? the time we were at the podcast lounge until like 7, so we were there quite a while. No, I mean like the actual museum itself before oh. we went and got lunch. Oh, I guess you're right. Probably around there. But that, still, like, that's, you know. Yeah, four or five hours and still didn't see everything. See everything. It's huge. Also, it's inside um, an old train station. Yeah, it looks like they kind of built out an old train station. That's mm-hmm. really, really yeah. cool. Um, cool. So if you enjoy architecture like I do, the gift shop is glorious. It's beautiful <laughs> in there. It is really cool. And there's a park outside yeah. that we didn't even see. We didn't even see that. You could, yeah. play, uh, you could play chess out on the grass. Yeah. Didn't even have time to play chess. No. But yeah, so super cool. Just the coolest place I think I've ever seen in my life. Make time. Take your friends. Yeah. It's just, it's worth going to Jamestown, New York. It's, I know it's probably out of your way for a lot of people, but it's certainly worth it. Come come to Buffalo. Yeah. See Niagara Falls, do a whole trip, go to Jamestown, see Mm -hmm. the Comedy Center, see uh, the Lucy Desi Museum, go to Celeron and uh, go to the park where um, the new Lucy statue is. It's technically where Lucy um, grew up, is the nearby town of Celeron. Um, But there's a park, Mm -hmm. the Lucille Ball Memorial Park, that has her current new fabulous statue in it but it also has the ugly lucy in there too so you can still see that and the view out on the chautauqua lake is is glorious that's what i was gonna say like i've never been i've never we were never really there that time of day before and just the gorgeous sunset over chautauqua lake Mm -hmm. that alone is worth the drive yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah what a beautiful part of the country for sure oh so great so yes the national comedy center is uh, check it out look it up online it is so awesome you'll you'll love it i mean you're listening to this or you're a fan of comedy in some respects so you're gonna you're gonna want to check this place out and if you go uh let us know you want to hear about your experience about it and uh it i mean that would be that would be really dope for sure um oh also while we were walking around um, after we lof- left the Comedy Center, now we knew that uh, Lewis Black was a big um, um, proponent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think he might. I think he might be like a spokesperson, or, th- or that's the word I'm like looking that. for. Yeah, yeah. Um, in getting the center up and going, and and really um, selling it 
to tell everyone to come and and see how important it is for people to know about the art form of comedy and um so after we left the comedy center we're walking and kevin and i stopped at a corner to like cross the street as you do right stop and, and look both ways stop and look we both always ways. do that we always do that and kevin was uh kind of looking forward and i turned to look at him and I couldn't get the words out of my mouth. And also I was trying to figure out is that who they think it is. And Lewis Black walked by him <laughs> um, along with, uh, I'm sorry, his name escapes me. Oh, Alan Zweibel. Yes. Uh, they both walked by whom I didn't. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize didn't, that's who it was. Okay. Yeah. They were both wearing purple shirts. Yeah. Like yeah. lilac color shirts. Yeah. Alan Zweibel, he was, he, he was a writer on the first five seasons of Saturday Night Live. And he also was heavily involved with the It's Gary Shandling show, Gary Shandling's first show that was on Showtime and later mm. f- in Fox back yeah. in the l- mid to late 80s. Yeah. And he, I, I didn't recognize, so mm. I wouldn't have known yeah. um, if it weren't for you. Because later on that day, we went to lunch, and yes. as we were sitting there, uh, Louis Black walked past us to go sit and sat next to us. Not, l- well, the table next to us to have lunch, and then Alan Zawell came in and joined him. So technically, we had lunch with uh, Louis Black. I mean, he, w- yeah. he was next to us. Yeah. We were having lunch at the same time, yeah. completely independently. Mm-hmm. We didn't interact one iota. No, because he was eating lunch, lunch, and though. we didn't want to be those guys. We were right. like, hey, fella. Um, you're from the TV. You're from the TV. We just want to interrupt your nice lunch here. <laughs> I've got Reuben meat in my teeth. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we didn't speak to him or anything, yeah. but we definitely saw that he was there. And that, I mean, that was really cool. That was yeah. a fun experience, unique. Not something you often encounter um, in Western New York. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> yes, exactly. So more like, you know, New York City or L.A. or Chicago. That's probably a little more of a possibility. But um, considering where we are. Yeah, that was so fun. So, yeah, the National... I can't stop talking about it. Let's just yeah. not even do fake headlines this week. Let's just talk about the National Economy Center. But, Kevin, we have we to. <laughs> we're in no way affiliated with them. We're not getting uh, money. We're, this is just a, an honest endorsement from the bottom of our hearts you, yeah, you will love absolutely. this place as people who really love comedy <laughs> um for sure yeah absolutely for sure um can i just say it for shizzle i said it i said it he said it and i'm i can't apologize enough i'm very sorry we can edit it out that you all had to hear that do you want to read your articles first did i read mine first last week I think I read mine first last week. I can't. You did? I can't be sure. So if this is the first time you're listening to Fake Headlines Podcast, uh, we each have three articles, but only one of them is real. And we're going to try to guess which one is the real from one another. Yeah. In a little podcast we like to call. Fake Headlines Podcast. (laughs) Okay. Fine. I'll read mine first. All right. Let me get my notebook ready to jot down what you're putting down. Also, Kevin's writing his down with a physical uh, paper <laughs> yes. and pencil. Yeah, every week I usually use my laptop to jot down the articles that Tiffany reads off, but I thought I would use my new National Comedy Center journal and a Parks and Recreation pencil that says Farewell Little Sebastian on it. I've been using my Parks and Rec pencil. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> What does yours say? Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. All right, let's go. Terrific. Uh, all right, article number one. Pl- Python slithers away from home, winds up in man's toilet miles away. Oh, God. 
Well, I don't know if this is real or fake, that article, but I am never using the toilet again. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Python slithers away from home, winds up in man's toilet miles away. Oh, God. Article number two. Grumpy cat gives birth to a litter of three. Cranky, crabby, <laughs> and grouchy. <laughs> what was the first name? Cranky. 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 Grubby. Cranky. Crabby. Crabby. I <laughs> my, this it's is not why a I dirty don't, cat. It's just an angry one. This is why I don't use uh, pencils and uh, write stuff down because it looked like I wrote grabby. That's not an appropriate cat. That's a very inappropriate cat. Very inappropriate cat. <laughs> and grouchy. And grouchy. Got it. Thank you. And the last article... Upstate New York Brewery to serve beer made with sriracha. Oh, God. Upstate New York Brewery to serve beer made with sriracha. That's so disgusting. I don't know. Don't knock it till you try it. No, I'm going to knock it. It's, it's terrible. I can tell okay. you already. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Oh, God. Python slithers away, winds up in toilet miles away. Yep. Oh, that's so horrifying. Like, did it get, did it come up through the pipes into the toilet? That's it. That's the only logical explanation that mm. I could think of. Because if it made its way into someone's house, it wouldn't necessarily go right to the toilet. I mean, usually I would just because of the travel. You usually have to pee right away. Immediately. Yeah. And if anyone has ever traveled with me, they know I have to pee at like every 20 minutes. <laughs> that's true. There's no helping it. <laughs> I just see like a, a python slithering in with like a bunch of empty Starbucks cups. Like, oh, where's the bathroom? Uh, that's horrifying. Python. Maybe maybe it um maybe it came up through the pipes. It was like, Wow, this looks like a pretty dope place. Maybe I'll stay a while. Yeah. And then just like curled way back down in the toilet. It was just like, little, No one will find me here. Just laid in that little shallow toilet water. Yeah. Oh, until someone opened the lid. Yeah. Maybe it was like a oh, tiny one, you know what God. I mean? No well, one would notice. Well, I guess a python. I mean, when I think of pythons, I think of Hulk Hogan's 24-inch pythons. You know what I mean, brother? But um, the idea of a snake. I was thinking of Jake the Snake, and you went with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> 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 well, because we're talking about the size of the python. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, Hulk has a larger python than Jake. <laughs> so I've heard. Is that? <laughs> so I've heard. Um, it's, it's <laughs> Carry on. But uh, so that's uh, gross. Um, I guess. Well, I, I was thinking at first. This is because I'm I'm a dumb. I'm a dumbman. Uh, the idea that a <laughs> You're snake, not a dumbman. I'm like thinking about a, a snake going through pipes, but it wouldn't be. It's not like the pipes are constantly filled with water, so it would have time. I just imagine at different points in time, it's going to be like covered in like water is going to rush over it and poop and whatnot and pee pee. Yeah. So I imagine it's going to, would that, did de that didn't deter the snake from like turning around? Like if I was going somewhere and I was hit with a wave of poo poo and pee pee, I would turn around. I wouldn't keep going. Well, aren't some snakes, aren't they ones that live in swamps? Yeah, but swamps aren't all poop, are they? No, but I'm sure there's some in there. Oh, I'm sure. You're right. Not all toilet water's poop. That's. The, I mean, some of it's. Water. <laughs> <laughs> Some of its water is uh, the name of my <laughs> that uh, household cleaning book. <laughs> Gross. No, you're right. That's true. I'm looking at it the, uh, the wrong way, I think. But um, 
The uh, python. <laughs> that is so horrifying. You know that I don't like snakes. We talked about how I had to kill a snake on, in a previous episode. Also, recently we went for a walk and Kevin, oh, Kevin was I froze. frozen with fear. I was. I don't like them. At the sight of a small garden it snake. It was not a small garden snake. Uh, this, was, this was not a snake into wholesome things like gardening. It was a violent, giant, killer snake. That was there to wrap itself around us and squeeze our lives away. It ran away. Well, it slithered away. <laughs> it was it was probably like a foot long. I don't know. It was longer than that. It was like it's 10 feet long. That's a lie. It was and 10 you feet know long. It. I think that's your fear speaking. I don't know. I think it was 10 feet long. It was not 10 feet long. No, we can't prove it. We don't have pictures and we don't have, we didn't have a yardstick at the time, but I'm pretty sure it would have, a yard would have, <laughs> <laughs> it would have been as long as a yard. I have pictures. No, I, I don't <laughs> believe you. Um, Kevin's fear is telling him that the snake was 10 feet long and it was not. It was not 10 feet long. It stopped me in my tracks. It did. And then I asked him if he wanted me to pick it up and he was able to muster out a strong no. <laughs> I wanted so you I to pick me up. Oh, Scooby-Doo style. So I couldn't, Got so it. I wouldn't touch the snake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. That's fair. Like, if you open up a toilet seat, unless you're one of those heathens that always leaves it open, would you, in Saw Snake, would you ever be able to use the bathroom again? Uh, Not without checking first. But wouldn't you always be fearful that something could be coming up? Look, I'm a girl. I have to. I know. That's what I'm, I'm just saying. There's nothing I can do about it. Would I you, have to go. Would you start to hover then if at home if you had to? I, I don't know. I mean, what if you saw something you didn't well, like? How in do the you toilet? poop? You, you have to be able to poop sitting down. That's true. You can't hover and poop. I guess the, I, I guess the odds Unless of a snake. Unless you're in the woods, in which case you're squatting. Right. And there are snakes there. Yeah. Ten feet long snakes. Yeah. Ten foot long. I guess is the proper way you'd say that if you were normal. Yeah. Um... I guess you just have to have faith in God that a snake would not go up into your butt while you're going to the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I think it's horrible. Or bite your hoo-ha. Oh, no. There is a, um, if, have you seen the show Scrubs several times? Not as often as you've seen it. The character Elliot, played by Sarah Chalk. Okay. Mm -hmm. She... There's a couple of times where she makes reference to having a fear of toilet snakes. Oh God! <laughs> so that's the thing. This is this has happened more than once. I assume. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> uh, grumpy cat has a litter of three: crabby, cranky, grouchy. Yeah. I didn't know that Grumpy Cat was a girl. I didn't either. Until I read this. And I imagine all three of the new kittens have. Instagram accounts with like a million followers each, probably. Probably. What a what a cash cat that is instead of cash cow. <laughs> 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 I went to the comedy center yesterday. I feel inspired. Yeah. Um, unbelievable! Like, what a weird thing to blow up over the last few years. Well, I think Grumpy Cat is uh, well, Grumpy Cat's like ten years old, mm. and I think that she has. She's like a dwarf cat. A dwarf cat? Yeah, oh so yeah. so that's why her face looks like that. Oh, uh, okay. A little bit. I think it has to do with like a genetic thing. So there's other cats that look like that. That's not a, a one-of-a-kind cat. Probably. Okay, I didn't know that. I just assumed it was something wrong <laughs> with the grumpy cat. 
<laughs> Perpetually pissed off. Yeah, like resting cat face. <laughs> <laughs> resting mad face. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. And so, I, you know, these kittens, I think they have that same sort of look to them. Okay. Which is interesting. They're going to be rich. Yeah. They're going to be rich, those cats. I mean, Grumpy Cat had their own movie. Yeah. And like line of products. Voiced by Aubrey Plaza. That was a, that was such an odd movie. Yeah. And an odd pairing for Aubrey Plaza to be involved in it. She's funny. No, she's funny. But like Grumpy like Grumpy Cat just seems like such a weird like I don't know. It's like the like the Grumpy Cat movie is to movies what like the um pistachio commercials were to like celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they always have like weird celebrities involved in them. Gotcha. You know, does that yeah, make sense? Kind of. You know where I'm going with that? I don't know where I'm going with that. I don't know where you're going with that. No. I've had a relaxing no. tea tonight instead of a coffee, so my brain is. <laughs> I feel like I'm working differently this week. Which is fun because <laughs> you're drinking it out of a mug that says strong coffee yes. with a strong man on it. <laughs> it is definitely not. It, it's a lemongrass and pepperminty tea. Yeah, it's delicious. Uh, yeah. We've also had a nice lazy Sunday because yesterday really pooped us out. Yeah, we uh, we're still in our pajamas. Yep, haven't we showered today. Have not showered. We've uh, we ate all three meals in bed. Yep, <laughs> just are living a life of slothitude today, and it's been fantastic. Fantastic. I feel like we speaking of cats. I feel like we were like human cats today, mm-hmm. except we did not lick ourselves. No, no, nor do we plan to. No, no. I mean, there's not enough time, but. Um, <laughs> Grumpy Cat has a litter of three. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't realize what I never really thought about Grumpy Cat's gender before. I never really think about animals' gender. Do you? Not really. I mean, it's like a weird thing. Like Chloe is just our cat is just Chloe. I never really. I mean, we call her Miss Chloe and stuff like that. But she's my little lady. Like yeah. So we we've kind of you know we say things like that. But like, if you were to like not know chloe and just look at her you wouldn't be like oh that's a that's a lady cat that's definitely a lady i can see yeah. those little lady hips it's just like a cat. <laughs> she's just a cat see i use the word she right yeah but using the word it doesn't sound right well when babies are little no one can really tell the difference true you'd be like oh that's such a beautiful baby <laughs> that you have there a little baby you know speaking of that um it, that reminded me of when we were at the lucy desi museum there was a photo of lucille ball and her children and they were both very young like maybe one or two years old but the little boy was wearing desi jr had this very ruffly almost dress like outfit on I missed that. Yeah. It, uh, was it like a christening dress? Sort of, yeah. But I think that was a com. It was a common thing for boys, little boys, to be put in at the time. Yeah. But lo- looking at it with like a with like a modern eye, it just seemed out of place. Gotcha. And it just made you think about how all of this stuff is just a construct that we've, you know, sort of sort of all subconsciously agreed to over the years. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, like it could just be. A smock, or they could just be whatever. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be something roughly that we now associate as a more feminine type thing. Right. It's like how um, men used to wear heels and their color used to be pink. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yep. And uh, whenever you walk into like a, a the toy section of a store or 
Toys R Us, R.I.P. Oh, R.I.P. You would see the <laughs> you would see the um, pink section, which was the girls, and then the blue section, which was the boys. And there were like the pink section would be filled with like baby dolls and you know like Unicorns. things to train you to be a mom. And then the the um, the quote unquote male section would have, which is with blue stuff, it would have like monster trucks and superheroes and you know things that are super masculine, super manly. But like, really, all that stuff can just be for Anybody. either gender. Yeah, right. a kid is a kid, they're gonna play with what they find at school, right? Although, speaking of like when you mentioned uh training girls like with uh like household stuff mm-hmm. it reminded me kind of like that toy vacuum type thing like that little pu- bubble oh yeah thing. yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah like i think every kid plays with that yeah absolutely. but i never really realized it was kind of like i guess in a weird way simulates a vacuum it's yeah like you're training and there's like a whole line of like guy like boy aimed like construction type stuff like mm-hmm. construction trucks and hats and stuff that you wear mm-hmm. while you play and yeah it is interesting, isn't it? Like I yeah. don't, I don't know what it all means, but it's just, it's just interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what kid likes to play with the vacuum? Like, why did, why was that fun? I don't know. <laughs> no, like, I hate vacuum. I think it was right just now. like the sound of the, like yeah, the popping, it was, the yeah. little balls made when they were in the, when you would push it. Yeah. It was just like that sound was probably fun. Yeah. Just like the ga- the board game with the popomatic bubble, whatever that was. Trouble, I think it was called. With the pop-o-matic oh yeah bubble yeah. In the middle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, upstate brewery is making a sriracha beer well yeah it has sriracha in it so it's like a A spicy beer yeah that sounds so vile although it does sound better than some craft beers that i've had yeah i don't know would you try the sriracha beer i would probably try it yeah would you yeah i don't know if i'd like a something spicy like that with it with alcohol i'm not like a big drinker to begin with but like the idea of like a bloody mary but like a tabasco sauce and it sounds yeah. vile to me yeah well drinking tomato juice is vile it is but there's one thing that's worse and that's clamato juice Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> i can't Ugh. it's like why not just pour take some uh take some tomato juice and then pour in the juice of a tomato of a, of a tuna fish can into it yeah, for those Gross. who don't know, uh, clamato, right? Yeah, it's clam juice, right? Like and why? tomato juice, <laughs> right? Into one thing with vodka. I think people do. Yeah, I don't know if people drink it straight without <laughs> liquor in it. I mean, why would why would you? Why would you drink it sober? Like you know what this? Uh, What's wrong with you? Tomato juice needs a squished ocean creature in it. The juices. <laughs> of an ocean crustacean. That's so disgusting. Yeah, that's really vile. No thanks. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't know if I would try that or not. That just sounds it sounds gross to me. But most beer sounds gross to me. I well, like maybe it. if it were like a like a a darker brew. Mm-hmm. Um, like some like light beers or like amber colored beers. Like those probably wouldn't be a good pairing, but if you had something like dark, like a a porter or mm-hmm. something like that, it might not be too bad. Or maybe something like fruity. Yeah, maybe. Maybe just to offset it a little bit. Yeah, that might mm-hmm. be okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of sriracha. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Frank's Red Hot. Me person. too. 
Yeah, we've tried some different hot sauces over the years, and I gotta say, I think Frank's is the best. Mm-hmm. Again, we're in no way affiliated. We're not getting a kickback. We're just letting our fans know what good hot sauce this is. This is what we're into. Yeah. <laughs> so, should you want to send us a fun care package? Make sure there's plenty of Frank's. Yeah. That's what we need. Yep. But uh, I, I, I always thought, it, I didn't realize the um, how much or how popular, I should say, uh, hot sauce is. Like, every time we have a food day at work, there's people that whip out, and I know you're one of these people, that you have a bottle of hot sauce at your desk. Well, I, I need to replace mine, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, when we had a food day recently at work, and, like, I just saw people reach into their drawers and pull out these big bottles of Frank's hot sauce, and we're dumping it all over. Yeah, because it doesn't need to be refrigerated. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's funny. I just never mm-hmm. knew how popular that was. Maybe it's, maybe that's more of a Western New York thing because of the chicken wing, or maybe if this is a universal thing, I don't know. But I was very surprised by it. <laughs> <laughs> the proliferation of hot sauce in the office. I do think it, well, my dad had, um, has such a horrible heartburn that we never really had hot sauce. And uh, so I first discovered hot sauce when I went to college and I was like, this is the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> Flavor. It's changed my life. You went to Flavorville. I went to Flavorville. You were in Flavortown. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> we never really had hot sauce either at our place growing up. No. Not really. Hmm. Yeah, I discovered it, um, and I discovered that it made uh, college food taste better. <laughs> you know what? I think I remember, like, one of the first times we hung out, you made me a sandwich, and I think about the sandwich often because it was, it, you really went above and beyond to impress me with a sandwich. I know you would have proposed to me that night. I, pr- I probably should have. You know, I didn't go above and beyond. I I just made a sandwich, man. It was... You didn't w- skimp on anything. I was just me. And I think there was a little bit of a dash of hot sauce on it too, if I'm if I recall correctly. Probably. There were pickles involved. There was uh, an assortment of deli meats. There was a splash of hot sauce. Yeah. Maybe even like a like an Italian dressing on the bread. I wouldn't like have a sub sauce type I, thing. Yeah, maybe. I don't think I would have mixed uh, hot sauce and Italian. No. Okay. Oh, I, maybe I'm thinking of two different sandwiches. Maybe you're thinking of two different girls. No, no. You're the only. Who else made you a sandwich, you're the Kevin? The only woman I've ever had a sandwich with. Kevin. I swear, you were my first sandwich. You promise? Yes. No other sandwich. I've never had another sandwich. Not even like a, uh, not even like a, a, a lady finger. Knockoff sandwich. Not even no. No. Not, no. Not even a club. No. No, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Okay. I never even had a pita with somebody. Okay. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No subs. Nothing. All right. I swear. All right. Just rolls. I had some rolls on my own. Uh-huh. I was alone. Lonely rolls? <laughs> but yeah, so maybe I'm conflating those stories. But yeah, you um, were definitely quite a sandwich maker in your prime. Wow. Uh, I guess uh, my prime is over, you guys. No, that's so not what I meant. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Uh, I'll let you know when Kevin moves <laughs> on to a, a younger, excellent sandwich maker who maybe a captures his heart. Maybe a little hot panini. 
with hot sauce and paninis. Hot paninis. <laughs> He's really into paninis. Listen, He's I really into... I would never leave your sandwich for a hot panini. You're the hottest panini of them all. Thank you. That's very kind. There's more to me than sandwich making, sir. I know. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. You make a great pizza. Yeah. There's more to me than cooking. <laughs> I know. Let's not stereotype me. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going down a food road here. That's Let's all. Let's just get. Yep. So, hot sauce beer. Hot sauce beer. That sounds like something a song you'd play on the recorder. Hot sauce beer. Hot, hot sauce, sauce beer. beer. Do you like it? Do you like it? I think it's really gross, man. I think it's really gross, man. Well, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. <laughs> I've heard that one. That was that was beautiful. Well, <laughs> 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 that was Hot Sauce Beer by Tiffany Dillon. <laughs> skyrocketing up the charts. <laughs> A long distance dedication. Uh, can't wait to hear the remix. Throw some auto-tune in there. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, these all these stories seem very um, plausible as they normally do. Uh, but I think that the I think that the sriracha beer story is the real story this week. That's, that's going to be my guess as the real story of those three. I think you're wrong. <gasps> I think you're wrong. It's fake. Well, I thought that was a real story. I could have sworn it was a hot sauce beer, but I'm wrong. Um, I feel like I would have seen something about Grumpy Cat because I follow so many cat-related things <laughs> on the internet. Like, to be how fair, did I not know we, that? We follow cat stuff under our cat's <laughs> Instagram, so we don't look like lunatics. Also, because it's kind of nice to like, like if you're in a bad mood, you just go switch over to Insta Chloe Cat on Instagram, <laughs> yep. and uh, you look at all these different pets and people from around the world who have pets and they're cute pictures. That is very calming, actually. Mm-hmm. That is nice. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with then the Python story is being real. Correct. Oh, God. No. Yeah. No, I don't like it. Well, here's the thing, Kev. Remember how a few weeks ago you told me about parachuting spiders? Oh, this is the revenge. Oh, it this is. This is the revenge. It sure is. Of the snake. So if you heard me giggle maniacally earlier. I did. It was that. You were like, I got an article now. I got this. Let's go record. Yeah. You stink. I think this snake does. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just went through a journey of shit. Yeah, the house he happened to pick the guy had diarrhea too. So he was, oh. Oh, yeah. uh, yep. So this is from Huffington Post. Uh, weird news. Python slithers away from home, winds up in man's toilet miles <laughs> away. <laughs> the out of place snake turned out to be a lost pet, said Virginia Beach Animal Control. And you thought someone leaving the seat up was bad. Am I right? That's <laughs> the am I right isn't there, but the first part of that sentence is. Uh, Virginia Beach resident James Hooper initially thought someone was pranking him when he noticed a snake's head sne- sticking out of his toilet. Oh, God. But the scaly. <laughs> like the lock shit monster. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dumb. I know. 
the, but the scaly interloper is all too what? real. Scaly interloper? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin, but you have a scaly interloper. We're gonna have to. <laughs> we're gonna have to operate. <laughs> this next part sounds very erotic. The snake was moving around, its tongue doing a slithery thing. Oh my! <laughs> you know, I was gonna pee standing up, but I think I'll sit down now. <laughs> <laughs> this is so dumb. Uh, Hooper's roommate, Kenny Spirilli. <laughs> of course, he has a roommate named Kenny. Who's this? Yeah. Snake coming up. Managed to configure a fishing pole with a noose and drop the snake oh. on unharmed into a bucket they didn't want to touch the snake because they didn't know if the creature was venomous or not oh so they used the fishing rod and like kind of lassoed it sort of yeah that's what i think and so like, Ooh, yep. good for them um that's why it's good to have a friend named kenny around i feel like a guy named kenny would know how to do would something always like that. know how to do that yeah, yeah. lasso a snake yep Lost art. <laughs> uh, they didn't want to touch the snake because they didn't know if the creature was venomous or not. The, he estimated the reptile was about three and a half feet long. Uh. The two men called animal control officials, who initially thought the whole thing was a prank. Yeah, ab- absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kenny, is this you again? No, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> As it turns out, the snake was a female ball python, a non-venomous snake species. Her coloring indicated she was part of a variety bred to be a pet. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's what's called a pastel pied. So it has white on its body as well. It's a lighter color. Uh, said animal control. Nothing that's a wild snake here looks anything like this snake looks. Luckily, animal control was able to reunite the snake with her owners. Aww. Oh, I love a happy ending. Yeah. Even for a disgusting interloper. Well, I'm sure Hooper uh, now enjoys happy endings as well. Um, <laughs> luckily, animal control was able to reunite the snake with her owners. <laughs> who said she had been missing for two weeks. Were <laughs> you... <laughs> Oh, my God. They said they saw Hooper's vir- viral Facebook post about the incident and recognized their lost pet. Oh. That's mine. That's my snake. That's my... That's my Abigail. Oh. Can you imagine? Like, oh. I don't know. All snakes look the same to me. Yeah, how would you know? I There's don't... It's did... that look in her eye, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not clear exactly how the escape snake wound up in the toilet, which was miles away from her home. Miles away, yeah. Hooper has theorized that she came through the sewer. Yeah. While Franklin, uh, this is animal control, believes that it's m- more likely the snake came into the house and crawled up into the toilet for a rest. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. A S- restroom, get it? Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you think the, the snake hitchhiked? Is that what we're thinking? Yeah, with its tiny little tail. It's yeah. like, hey... Right. I need to go uh, a mile this way. Just holding up a little tiny sign that says toilet or bust. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Kenny? I don't know if that's Kenny or Hooper. Hold on. <laughs> that is great. That's exactly what I imagined someone who had a toilet snake would look like. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, this is in fact Kenny. I knew it. I just knew it was a Kenny. It's Kenny. I could tell by the cut of his cargo shorts and patches on his <laughs> plaid short sleeve shirt and the filter of a sig and the f- i could tell by the filter of his sig that that's a kenny <laughs> is the snake yeah. hanging on that the snake's not hanging on that is it um, on that picture no okay no and the animal control person that's just his pee pee 
has the snake in her hands, but I think Kenny's still holding the pole. Oh, well, Kenny's always holding the pole. He always. Always holding yep. that pole. Mm-hmm. Kenny, quit holding your pole. Yeah. Kenny, so, uh, knock it off. We're in public. This is a snake out of Virginia Beach. Oh, well, we're never going to Virginia Beach Take because a little trip. if it happened once there, it can happen again. It could happen again. <laughs> Maybe you don't have doggy doors. I don't know. <laughs> Sneaky doors. It, it could have done that. It could have slid through. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Gone through and then just sensed where there was water and then found the toilet. Yep. Yeah, because I think I figured, I mean, I guess it could travel through the pipes, but I guess it makes more sense that it kind of was slithering around and just happened to want. Well, but the odds of it slithering around and wandering into a house, though, mm. I don't know, man. I don't know what maybe there. Like. Maybe uh, Kenny and Hooper had mice. Oh, that could be. Mm-hmm. Drew the the snake in. Yeah. That could be. Yeah. Well, that was uh, thoroughly scary. So now I'm going to have to check the toilet every time I go to use it now. Thank you. You're Appreciate welcome. it. Well, mm-hmm. I guess I deserve that after the horrible spider story from yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah, can't unknow that. Nope, can't unknow that. Terrific. Wow. Hey, Kev, read me your three articles. All right. Here we go. Here are my three headlines. New report suggests peeing in pool helps keep pool clean. That's disgusting. A new report suggests peeing in pool helps keep pools clean. Article number two. Burglar breaks into escape room and calls 911 because he can't escape. (laughs) Burglar breaks into escape room and calls 911 because he cannot escape. Okay. And article number three. One small meal for man. Lean cuisine lands deal supplying food for NASA. One small (laughs) meal for man. Lean cuisine lands deal supplying food for NASA. For NASA. Okay. Got my notes. Alrighty. Excellent. These are ridiculous. (laughs) 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 New report suggests that peeing in the pool can help keep it clean. That's correct. That's disgusting. I know. Well, I mean. Is that that thing where you pee on a. Jellyfish? Yeah. Jellyfish bite? Sting. Yeah, jellyfish sting. I think that's a thing, right? Because that was a a famous episode of Friends. I remember that happened on Friends. It did? It did. That was before your time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just never watched Friends. Yeah, I didn't either. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Um, I think SmackDown was on at the same time or something. <laughs> there was something else on that More I had to More pressing. Watch. Yes. <laughs> I think it just came down to, I didn't get that channel. Oh, you're right. You didn't get NBC up in the, the northern New York. ABC, CBS, PBS. PBS. Mm. Those were it. That was it. Mm-hmm. That was it. Uh, but all you know what this could be though the the, the peeing in the pool thing. Uh, are you holding a sneeze? No, I'm just I'm just making a face about peeing in a pool. You're looking at me very skeptically. It's so <laughs> gross. It's upsetting. Maybe maybe it's kind of like the equivalent of when you have to put vinegar into the coffee maker and run it through to help clean it out. Maybe the pee when it goes through the filter like helps kind of clean everything out. That no. Didn't, that didn't help. <laughs> I was trying to 
I don't know. I'm just trying to th- rationalize. No, you were eyes. so repulsed by this snake that had to swim through a piss and shit to get up to the toilet part. <laughs> no, I just want to splash around in Hypothetically. <laughs> right. Now you're going to splash around in a pool full of pee? No, I'm just, I'm just, try- I'm just trying to I theorize. I don't think it's keeping it clean. How this works. Have you ever peed in a pool? Yeah. You when have? When I was little. Okay. I did too. I remember consciously doing it when I was a kid and I was like, I don't want to get out. Yeah. No one's going to know. Yeah. I, uh, I never pooped in a pool. No, that's, I can't do that. But I remember being somewhere with my parents when I was a kid and I looked into the pool filter and there was a turd in there. Oh my God. And I got out of the pool immediately. Where were you? I don't know. Are you sure it wasn't a baby Ruth? (laughs) I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I could have been. Uh, I believe, I think we were, it was summertime, obviously. So I, I'm not sure if we were like in like Cedar Point, Ohio or Florida, maybe. So it was like a public pool. Yeah. It was like a hotel pool, like a motel pool, like a red roof in pool or something like that. Oh my God. That's so gross. Yeah, I know. I know. And you just like go under the water. Yeah. So I got out of the uh, pool. That's disgusting. Oh my God, that's so gross. I know, I know. If there was a if there was Yelp back then, let me tell you, I don't think I told my parents either. But oh no. Well, we I all, would have told everyone. I would have been like, over well, there, there's some Dookie in the filter. I didn't really care about other other uh, vacationers. Wow, that's nice. Oh, pff, I'm just a kid. What do I care? I don't know. I don't know. Were you taught to like care about other people? No. Oh, that's not how I was raised. That's hard to believe. I was raised that if you find poop in a pool filter, you quietly get out of the pool. You don't make a scene. You dry off and you go right back to the room. You don't talk about it. That's just how I was raised. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to ask your mom. <laughs> don't. She'll, she'll have a different story for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Uh, yeah, so I don't I don't think that's accurate at all i don't think that urine and chlorine are gonna make it (laughs) clean and if that's the case then um i guess i'll never swim again well because i don't want to swim in open water and i don't want to swim in a pool full of pee well i don't think it's i I don't believe that it's a situation where you're encouraged to straight up using urine to clean i'm just saying that when it does get in there that it does it maybe helps descale like a coffee maker would be descaled by the vinegar that's disgusting i'm just hard pass i'm just trying to i'm just speculate pure speculation Ugh. (laughs) no (laughs) i don't see how that would make it better i don't know Mm-mm. Yeah, because you get that stuff in your eyes and your pores. and. Oh, yeah. Get a rash. Yeah. I had a. I used to have bad skin when I was a kid. Uh, like Probably because you swam in pools full I of shit. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I used to break out a lot. when I, cause we, had a, we had a pool in our middle school. And when I would swim, I would break out and get rashy from it. I think the chlorine would just affect my skin. So I had like this prescription medication cream that I would put on and then I finally got a note to get out of j- swim class. Oh, that's nice. Which was nice because I was also uh, highly sensitive of my body. Uh-huh. So the idea of taking my shirt off in public as a child was mortifying. Uh-huh. Um, and I did not have the self-esteem to be able to pull it off. <laughs> so having a note and having poor skin. I wonder if it was like a psycho... Th- what do you call it psycho where you kind of your brain kind of you kind of invent 
the problem to like uh-huh. get maybe maybe I was able to like talk my body into creating something <laughs> to get out <laughs> like oh boy like my uh <laughs> like my body was like boy Kev's real down on himself what can we do to help him out hey uh, my skin what can you do well maybe we can break out maybe we can get him out of swimming okay let's give him a weird rash every time he touches the chlorine yeah that way he doesn't have, that way he can go sit in the nurse's office during gym class and doodle <laughs> and maybe take a nap yeah those cats are comfy oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i didn't swim very often at the uh, Albion pool mm-hmm. but um it was for the best yeah yeah for my skin and my self-esteem <laughs> <laughs> gross mm-hmm. okay um second article i went to turn my head and i failed <laughs> I, sl- I slept weird last night so like my when i turn right it's not it's a full body turn yeah it's yeah. a yep full muppet I think maybe from, you know what I think it is? I think our bodies are a little, a little bit sore from the National Comedy Center mm-hmm. for maybe sitting and like being kind of hunched over looking at stuff because my body was very sore this mm-hmm. morning when we woke up too. So yeah. that could be why. Um, second article. Burglar breaks into escape room and calls 911 because he can't escape. Wow. Did he try the doorknob? Maybe he's not good with puzzles. Oh, that could be full-on panic. Yeah. Huh. So maybe he wasn't bright enough or didn't have enough people with him because he was alone. Yeah, if he was a, a lone burglar. Right. He got lo- I wonder how the door closed behind him. Right. Well, did he think he was being sly? Well, maybe he climbed in through like the ventilation system. Or maybe he came up through the toilet and then was in... <laughs> he, came up, he came up through the toilet yeah and then found himself in because there's an it was a toilet themed escape room sure he comes in and he's like oh man how do i get out of here and it turns out the flusher was broken uh, so he couldn't like just flush himself back just, down <laughs> right it's, it's an escape room toilet it's a one-way toilet yeah um and, and maybe it's a maybe it was a situation in the escape room where you needed like two items had to be turned at the same time to like unlock the door but and they were too far apart for him to be able to do oh that's so sad yeah. it's a it's a team playing could be uh, escape room and he was just by himself because right. he didn't have any friends right. which didn't... is why he was being a burglar a burglar a solo burglar a solo burglar yeah so maybe he just didn't have the manpower to get out of the room or maybe he wasn't smart enough to solve all the puzzles you know it's it's, it's also really sad that no one told him that he just he can't pull off a ski mask. <laughs> you know, like Hey Burgleberry, like you can't you can't wear that. Burgleberry. Yeah. <laughs> if he's called Burgleberry, why wouldn't they just immediately arrest him for burglary? Um not or enough evidence. You can't uh, you can't judge a book by its cover by its name. or yeah. its name. Yep, you're right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you just can't. It's true. But, you know, Burgleberry, like, he just doesn't, he doesn't look great in a ski mask. Um, I mean, black looks okay on him, you know. Slimming. Sl- black is always slimming, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, he, he, he's he got some weird hands, so, like, gloves are always a little weird. But, you know, he does what he can. If the glove fits, you must burglar it. That's yeah, say. that's what they say. That's, that's what they exactly say. what they say. That's what they say. Yeah, so he... Um, you know, wearing this ill-fitting ski mask, which he can't pull off, which is just a travesty. And then he can't um, turn the two knobs 
at the same time because his arms aren't long enough. Oh. And it turns out like one is longer than the other. They're small arms, but they're good for burgling. Get into like yeah. s- you know underneath jewelry cases with uh-huh. them. Yeah, but it not levers and knobs. S- sneaking into vending machines when right. he's really hungry, but he doesn't have a couple quarters. Like he's a quarter short. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure he is anyway, if he's burglaring. You know what I mean. An escape room. Yeah, why would you burglarize an escape room? Like, what are you expecting to find? Maybe he thought that the mansion was real or something. Oh, that could be. Yeah, maybe it was like, escape the rich mansion room. Uh, with this giant golden toilet. <laughs> That's what he was trying to do. He's like, maybe maybe he hates rich people. And he was like, oh, this is a mansion with a giant golden toilet. And I'll leave him an upper decker. And then he got stuck. Oh, that pool had been upper deckered in a way, hadn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. I had. Oh, I'm going to dream about that shit pool when I go to sleep tonight. And toilet snakes. Oh, so many awful things in my head right now. Great. Oh, God. So, um, yeah, and and so he he panics, and then he calls 911. Apparently so. I mean, I guess after a while, I just kind of gave up because there was no way of getting out. (sighs) That's really terrible. Yeah. I mean, that's terrible, but it's also good because he's a burglar. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, what a dumb thing to happen. Yeah. Like a dumb criminal situation. Yeah. Dumb criminals, they're great. Yeah, like, does, is this a, did he, like, case out the joint and see, well, there's, like, m- tons of people going to this escape room. Yeah. There must be so much money in the safe. Yeah. If only pe- I could crack the safe. And people are getting out of it so easy. Right. I'll be able to get in, get out. No problem. Unlock the safe. Hopefully he's good at that part. Yeah. I mean, if he's not good at solving puzzles, I don't put a lot of stock in his ability to be able to break into a safe. Yeah. Maybe, I, yeah, I don't know. Burgleberry. Burgleberry. You done screwed up once again, you... Once again. Burglar. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Lean Cuisine lands deal for NASA meals? Yeah. Uh, One small meal for man. Are you reading that from your phone or the notebook? Uh, From my phone. Oh. Because I don't have my articles written down. I just have yours penciled down. One small meal for man. I was just checking my Twitter while we're doing the show. Uh, Lean Cuisine lands deal supplying food for NASA. Hmm. Well, I I suppose that's a step up from uh, the weird freeze-dried stuff. True. Mm-hmm. Or the uh, recently we, we watched something on their TV where was it mysteries at the museum? I think it was where somebody snuck a corned beef sandwich. Yes, and onto they like were the Apollo or yeah, something. Yeah, and that was a really big deal because they were worried about crumbs. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like, you wouldn't think about that. You'd have to think of every possible thing that could go wrong in space. Crumbs, Crumbs. wouldn't be one of them. But, I mean, that's why they had such rules. And th- those two guys got in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And then NASA never would allow uh, only seedless buns from that point forward. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and then after that, um, astronauts were able to choose what they wanted to eat. Yeah. And I think the original, f- I think they said the original food was like much more um, like gelatinous, like kind of gooey. Yeah. So there was one, what was the one food? It was like shrimp cocktail that you had to like oh, so gross. pump up with water or yeah, something. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. You and had to so, inject it with water. Yeah, that's so, so gross. So I mean, to me, shrimp cocktail is gross to begin with, but the idea of like injecting water into something before you eat it is <laughs> so vile yeah oh i'd rather have a toilet snake quite <laughs> that's actually worse <laughs> yeah oh. so if um 
I mean, lean cuisines, while their name is deceiving, they're they're still filled with a lot of salt. But I mm-hmm. suppose that the freeze dried foods that astronauts have anyway are probably very heavy in sodium. I would assume so. I don't think they're, they're healthy not, greens, right? <laughs> You're not having like, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think of a healthy food, and I can't because all I've had this in the last couple of days is junk food. Our dinner was healthy. That's true. But we did have pizza and jalapeno poppers and fried macaroni and cheese in the last 24 hours. So. All on separate occasions, not all at once. That wasn't like one meal. No. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Two of the three were. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It's like, um, I think that the, well, would yeah, the, the food wouldn't be, the lean cuisines wouldn't be like the ones that we're familiar with, right? They wouldn't be like frozen. Like I can't imagine they put stuff in the, in a microwave when they're in space. No, I, I wouldn't think so. Maybe. But, I don't know. But maybe um, Lean Cuisine is able to develop a recipe for food that could be light on calories, but also filling, but also not super bad for you. Mm. And portioned. And portioned appropriately, yeah. I, I don't mind telling you, I, I enjoy lean cuisines. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. fairly tasty. There are certain ones that I like too. I mean, they're better than like what I remember a TV dinner being growing oh, man. up. Yeah. With like the couple slices of hot apple for dessert. Hot apple or like when the corn would spill over into the brownie section. Uh, that was always the worst. Such a bummer. Yeah. It was such a bummer. Yeah. Like the the weird turkey and gravy. Ugh. And there would be like two pieces of white turkey, but then there would be like that weird dark piece and Ugh. like no one's eating that. No one's eating it, but they're, they fill, they're trying to fill that package. Yeah. Well, what? <laughs> <laughs> fill that meat package. Yeah. With dark meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe there are some out there who really enjoy all of it. I don't know. Um, so... That would be a really exciting opportunity for for Lean Cuisine to get such a deal. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. And there is, a, I did see a thing recently too where the NASA um, announced the team of astronauts that are going to be involved in the first commercial space flight that will uh-huh. be happening, which I don't think is, I, must, I think it just goes up and then kind of comes back down. I don't think there's a lot, I don't think people are going to be spending a lot of time in space. I don't know. Right. But maybe there, maybe it's even for that too where there'd be like, supplying like the sort of in-flight meal type huh. thing too maybe yeah i could oh, see that, that. Could be. yeah i could see that too but uh, i don't know i'm not sure how long space travel is right now if it would be long enough um commercial space flight where just joe Schmo goes into outer space because they're buka rich and they don't know what else to do yeah. with themselves yeah i don't imagine it'd be like a long flight and i can't imagine but maybe yeah well maybe there are um certain rules to space flight where you maybe you can't eat a certain amount of time before you fly into space because of the such extreme motion of going upward like that like maybe your body wouldn't know how to handle that so maybe you would immediately throw up so if you uh go on an empty stomach maybe it's not so bad that's a great point because i mean i can't imagine like we're whenever this is supposed to be happening and i don't know enough about it but let's talk about it anyway uh, with space flight, like I can't imagine it's, you'd have to be super rich cause I'm sure it's very expensive, but you probably would have to pass some kind of tests. Wouldn't you, you couldn't just be like a random person like me that's like, Oh, here's my $20,000. Take me into space. Like wouldn't, couldn't my 
couldn't I die on the way? <laughs> yeah. Like, not, my body not know how to react to that situation. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot to it. Like yeah. signing waivers. It's probably uh, a bit more involved than flying on an airplane mm-hmm. or riding a roller coaster. Yeah, or something. yeah. It has to be right. Yeah. Like I never thought of that. Like I just mm-hmm. I've been seeing a lot of articles about it because people are real excited about this space stuff, but. Yeah, there's gotta be. It can't just be for everybody yet. It's not like the movie Airplane Two where they go into <gasps> space. Like, we're not at that level yet. Would you, if you had the money, or it was no object, would you take a flight into space? Um, I suppose maybe if it was, if it was like Airplane Two, <laughs> not so much in the the comedy aspect of it. Although that'd be a fun, t- entertaining flight. Um, just how you just got on it like an airplane and it just took off. Like you didn't have to like, you know, be strapped in like uh-huh. with, a, with an astronaut suit on. Uh-huh. I don't, th- I don't think I'd want to do that. No, no. But if it was just like normal, like you're on an airplane, all of a sudden you're flying higher and higher and then you're in outer space. Th- I would do that. Mm-hmm. But only after it had been a good track record of successful flights had happened. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to be on one of the first like ones. The first one. But yeah. then do you want to be on one of the latter ones too? And the thing's gone up into space a hundred times and then it's all worn out. Are they keeping up with it? I don't know. Yeah. I think you want to go on like the 12th one, the 12th flight. That sounds right. But <laughs> yeah. not the 13th. You right. might want to skip over skip that over one. Skip over 13. <laughs> you want to go on 12 or 14 because yeah. the plane's been broken in a little bit, but it hasn't had, had not in need of major repairs and uh-huh. it's established a good track record. Yeah. Yeah. I'd do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if we ever get to that point where it's uh, economically viable, mm-hmm. we should, we'll do it. Yeah. I think it would be kind of fun. I think it would be really pretty yeah. and beautiful. I wouldn't want to stay up there for any extended amount of time. Yeah, I can't imagine that you you would want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or be physically able to unless you were wearing like big spacesuits or something. Yeah. There may be um, like uh, physical uh, qualifications that someone who would fly into space would have to pass. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Like maybe, you know weight might be a thing or you know your actual health Mm -hmm. like should you have uh should you be someone who's at risk for heart Mm -hmm. issues or something like that you you're probably not allowed right i might not be allowed up there do you have heart issues well no but i mean hope i mean as i get older by the time this technology is available and maybe i would you know or you know what i mean like uh, hopefully i'm fine but hopefully you know as you get older you know, you worry about these things. Yeah. You, as you get older, Tiff, you start to worry about the possibility of space travel, and if it's if you're going to be healthy enough for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> I've heard that. You know. Hmm. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. 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 Wow. Okay. Which one of these is real? That is the question. It is the question. Okay. Hold on. Let me look. Let me look at these again. New report suggests peeing in pool helps keep pool clean. Burglar breaks into escape room and calls 911 because he can't escape. And Lean Cuisine lands deal for NASA meals. Right. Only one of these articles is real. I'm going to go with the Lean Cuisine. Two of them are fake. The story you chose about the Lean Cuisines is fake. Fake story. That's the P one, isn't it? New report suggests peeing in pool is a total fake. 
come on a burglar breaking into a an escape room and he can't escape i thought you can't actually lock the doors on those well tiffany does he not know that barry burgle is dumb barry burgle i love a dumb dumb criminal dumb i'm also criminal. really relieved that the Pink. urine one isn't real because that's <laughs> yeah. so gross <laughs> also i just want to point out further i made up that story uh i don't know what you've heard but i have never peed into the coffee pot to help clean it out don't I don't know where those rumors started. That has never happened. The cat told me. <laughs> Insta Chloe cat on Instagram. <laughs> this is an article from Newsweek. So this is legit. Uh, burglar breaks into escape room and calls 911 because he cannot escape. So here's the article. A hapless, so dumb. <laughs> a hapless burglar broke into an escape room game from which he could not escape leaving him no choice but to call 911 on himself. <laughs> Rye Daniel Wardlaw, 40, allegedly broke into Vancouver's Northwest Escape Experience, a center for team puzzle games where players work out how to exit a room. But lacking both the team and common sense, <laughs> snarky reporter, Wardlaw became trapped, so he called the police to come to the rescue, reported KATU2, that's a tv station uh-huh. uh citing court documents uh, so quote he apparently didn't know how to use the lock on the front door and was stuck end quote tamara bertland who owns the escape room told fox 12 i feel violated said rob bertrand who owns the room with his wife we're a small business we put our heart soul and money into this place to make it work our goal was to bring fun to families and businesses and it doesn't feel good to get taken advantage of. So does it does it explain what he was trying to steal from this escape room? Um, let's see. A bunch of ads popped up, so one moment. Uh-huh. Uh, citing an affidavit, Oregon Live reported Wardlaw was spotted by a Clark County deputy walking away from behind the center around 4 a.m. He reported he reportedly denied being near the business despite having called 911 to report being stuck inside. No, this guy doesn't sound bright. <laughs> Wardlaw then claimed that he went inside the building because he's homeless and was looking for shelter. He said he opened a lockbox, which had three keys inside of it. Using one to access an electric room, he punched a hole in a wall, which led to another room, of uh, which led to the bathroom of the Northwest Escape Experience. So maybe he did. Maybe we're going to see some toilet travel here. Okay. Okay. Uh, after entering another nearby business with an unlocked front door to use the bathroom and eat a burrito, Wardlaw returned to the <laughs> hole. <laughs> That's so specific. Wardlaw <laughs> returned to the hole he made in the electrical room wall. So the and guy, then took a giant poop in that toilet. <laughs> Wait a minute. So this guy was in the escape room, broke out through the hole. I, I, I guess I'll keep reading. I, I'm very confused right now by this. After entering another nearby business with an unlocked door to use the bathroom, he returned to the hole he made in the electric room wall. Upon entering the Northwest Escape Room experience, he took a cell phone from the front desk, which he later used to call 911 after 911 after being stuck. He told officers he ran away there. He told officers he ran away from a burglary of his home. He also broke the back door handle when trying to leave. Wardlaw is now in court, or will be appearing in court on July twentieth. So it doesn't really go into like I'm. Th- this article leaves so many questions on the table here. I don't understand. Yeah. Like he was in the room. He was in the escape room. He took some stuff, like a phone and a burrito. 
Oh, you know, I didn't hear oh, there's part that I missed because of an ad. I don't know if it'll help or not. By the time officers arrived, Wardlaw was outside. According to Clark, to Clark County jail records, Wardlaw was charged with secondary burglary and being held on a $40,000 bond. He also has a previous charge for possession of a stolen vehicle. Well, it did not help. It just made the story more wacky. So, it, citing an affidavit, Oregon Live reported that Wardlaw was spotted by the Clark County deputy walking away from behind the center at 4 a.m. He reportedly denied being near the business despite having called 911 to, be, to report being stuck inside. <laughs> Wardlaw cl- then claimed he went inside the building because he was homeless looking for shelter. He opened up a lockbox which had keys. He went into an electrical room, punched a hole in the electrical room, and then escaped. But why did he call? I don't understand why he called to the police. I don't understand. Yeah, it doesn't really explain that, does it? No. But it does say that he called 911 because of an issue that he had of his own home. But I thought he was homeless. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess when the Wait, cops what? were there, he was claiming that his home was broken into. Oh. Maybe. This is a very confusing story, folks. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I wish there was more uh, closure to it. Because he stole a cell phone, which he later used to call 911. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't explain. It feels like he escaped. He escaped through the wall. Right. But then... So maybe, well, I guess maybe this is what happened. Maybe he was stuck in the escape room, called for help, then found the keys, uh, unlocked this electrical room door, and then broke out through the wall, and then went and, w- and went to go eat, and then used the bathroom, and then came back, and then was arrested. That doesn't make sense either. I know, but that's the only thing that sort of makes sense to hmm. this narrative. Interesting. Very weird. Well, we'll post the article online and we can all read it together. Maybe we'll find another article that might help uh, explain what happened here. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can. um, There might be another news source. It seems like Newsweek would have like a better conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. Or explanation. Right. That seems like it's an oddly written article. It really does. It really does. Like, I I feel like there's part like I feel like there's a part of it missing. But no, there doesn't appear to be unless, you know, sometimes when you look at a website on on a mobile device, it just doesn't display right. Mm -hmm. Maybe the ads are like overtaking a part that should be displaying information. Mm -hmm. Could be. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. What a dumb criminal. What a dumb, dumb. I love dumb criminals. Uh, Would you ever do an escape room? With the right people. Yeah, with the right people, I would yeah. agree. Like, if you and I went there and then we had to get stuck with a group of people, I wouldn't want to do that. No. I'd want to do it with people that I know. Mm-hmm. People that are good with puzzles, games. Well, it no. depends. No, you're they, right. They can be good at puzzles and games, but they can't be the type of people who are like, oh, I got this, and then do it like... Right. You want I want to be a part of it as well. Yeah, I would agree with that. A team player. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to do it with a team player. Okay, as a team building exercise. That might be good. Yeah, we actually talked about doing that at work. I don't know what what became of that. Mm. I'll, th- I'll inquire on that this week. Yeah. We want to hmm. take our team down there and do that. Huh, a field trip. Yeah, would be kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> or everyone just locks me in there and leaves. Yeah, that could be too. Yeah. Hmm. 
Hmm. You can always... Uh, I'll get a note to get out of it from my dermatologist. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> like, all of a sudden your body breaks out like, I'm panicking. <laughs> that could have been what it was. I was maybe panicking myself into a rash. Yeah. Is that possible? I'm sure somewhere <laughs> in space. <laughs> somewhere in space. Yeah. And time. That's what they say. Well, I guess this week it's a draw because we both did not <laughs> guess the right article. No. And That's they were both very ridiculous. They were very ridiculous. Another week where everything seemed crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Well, it was fun, Kev. It was a good time. Yeah. Um, Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, you can find us on all the social media platforms on Twitter at FakeHeadPod. On Instagram at Fake Headlines Podcast and on Facebook also at Fake Headlines Podcast. Yep. And throughout the week, we'll be posting stuff and we'll post links to the articles as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Um, also, if you would like to send us articles and uh, get in touch with us, maybe you just want to be like, hey, you guys are fun. Um, you can email us at fakeheadlinespodcast at gmail.com. Or um, you can always leave us a, a star review on itunes for free Mm -hmm. that's cool um and uh maybe write a little something yeah and i think we're we are available on the google in the google play store i believe if if you're listening to us through them uh leave a rating and a review there if you wouldn't mind uh some of the other apps that were available on i don't believe have like a rating system Mm -hmm. like a laughable i don't believe has that or uh spotify may Mm -hmm. but if you subscribe to any to us through spotify or laughable that also helps as well yeah absolutely so thank you very much everybody thanks guys bye Bye.